EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present a selection of our best St. Patrick's Day sketches, plus a new interview and songs from Donald O'Shaughnessy. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. 911, what's your emergency? I want me gold back. Tell me what happened, sir. Me gold was taken and I wants it back. Did someone break into your house? No, they just took me pot of gold. Where was your gold when it was stolen? From the field just yonder the row of trees adjacent to the hillside. It was buried beneath the acorn tree. Okay, sir. I'm going to have to get some additional information from you before we proceed. Well, what about getting me gold back? We'll work on that in a moment. First, I need your name, address, and a complete description of the theft. <sighs> Name's Darby McLovin. I live in the back room of the corn cob pipe cobbler shop, and that's at the corner of Fifth and Main. And me gold was stolen. <laughs> Darby McLovin? Don't be going there, lassie. Darby McLovin, corn cob pipe cobbler shop, 125 East Main Street. You know the address? Of course. That's where I get my shoes repaired. What kind of shoes, if you don't mind me asking? A pair of Nine West slingbacks. Black pumps with a broken heel. Y yes, uh, but how did you... Came in the other day. Should be ready by Thursday. Did you notice that the... Toe on the left shoe needs a bit of shoring? Why, yes, of course. And we'll put a nice polish on him as well, so don't you worry none. Now, about me gold... Your gold, right. Um, when did you last see it? Yesterday afternoon. It was right after the rainstorm. Uh-huh. Everything was fine when I left, but later, before the fog rolled in, I had a bad feeling, so I came back to check, and sure enough, it was gone, pot and all. Bad feeling, huh? Do 
you have any idea who might have done this? I've got a pretty good idea who done it. And who do you think it was? A freaky little charms guy, that's who. Charms guy? Yeah, lucky charms, that's who done it. What makes you so sure it was him? I found an orange star, two yellow moons in his wallet nearby. But why would he steal your gold? He's a fellow leprechaun. Doesn't he have his own gold? He did. Lad's dead broke now. Word on the street is his drinking got the better of him and he gambled it all away. I've even heard he's been arrested several times. Oh, that's so sad. <sighs> Happens to a lot of celebrities nowadays. Doesn't concern me, just as long as I get me gold back. Let me check the database. Hmm, looks like our boy was picked up last night for fighting, public intoxication, and car theft. A gold piece says he didn't have any ID on him either. Ah, oh, wait. Listen to this. Guess what they found in the trunk of that stolen car. Well, I'd be going out on a limb on this one, but, uh, by any chance would it be me pot of gold? Bingo. Well, just tell me where it is and I'll be coming to take it back. Well, sounds to me like it should be worth, oh, I don't know, three wishes? Ah, it's old wives' tale. Besides, you'll never catch me. I'll take my chances. See you at the impound lot at noon. Oh, good lord, I'm lost. I better ask for directions. Hey, excuse me, folks. Can you help me? Ah, uh, sure we can. Are you a Yank? Uh, why, yeah, I'm an American. <clears throat> uh, would you take a look, Maggie? It's a Yank. Oh, hello, lad. What can we do for you? Well, I've been driving around for the past hour. I'm really lost, and I think I need directions to Greya. Why would you want to go there? It's just three farms and a crossroad. Oh, you know it? Well, my mother was born on one of those farms. Was she? How grand. What was her family name? McWiggin. Oh, fine family name, that is. Right, Seamus? Oh, sure. Uh, sure it is. Um, okay. Well, I'm lost, and I want to see where my mom was born. Please, can you help me? Of course we can. You have much better manners than that last Yank I met. I'm walking down the road, you see, carrying my groceries back from town, and this yank pulls over and asks if I needed a ride. A ride! Huh. I mean, well, the nerve of him. Now, I like a good shag, just like anybody else, but how is that going to help me get me groceries home? Well, I don't think he quite meant that. Rude young man he was. Well, sure, I suppose. <clears throat> so, can you give me directions? Sure, of course. I have a memory like a cow. Don't you mean an elephant? No, a cow. Have you ever seen a lost cow? No, well, uh, no, but... 
Here's what you want to do, lad. You go down this road about two kilometers. Not those miles that you Yanks use, but kilometers. Then you'll see a brown cow standing next to a white barn. Then you'll drive down a winding road until you see a great oak tree. A hundred meters past the oak tree, you'll see a white house with a brown door. If a man is out, roll down your window, shake your fist, and curse at him. That's Tim Feeney, and I can't stand the man. After that, then you'll drive on the winding road for two more kilometers and take a right at a white house with a green door. Are you getting all this, lad? Well, I don't... I'm not sure if... Good! Then you'll drive by the lake for five more kilometers, maybe ten, until you come to a pub. They have very good food there. Then at the pub you turn right, go up a hill for one kilometer, and down the hill for another kilometer. Are there any road signs? None that I would trust. Then five more kilometers, you take a left at Murphy Sinkhole, straight up the hill, and your mother's place will be the third white house with the red door. I hope you brought your willies, because it's all sheep dung and mud up there. Now, have you got all that, lad? Oh, sure. I have a memory like a cow. He's a good lad, Maggie. Oh, for God's sake, don't listen to him. You'll end up lost forever and ever. I think I can find my way in my own country, woman. You can't find your way back from the water closet. Lad, you just need to go straight on ten kilometers or so, and you'll run right into it. You'll run right into the river if you go her way. Don't you tell me I'm wrong, mister. <clears throat> yeah, um, well, yeah, I'll be fine. Thanks for your help. I'll just be going. All right, then, lad. Good luck. Bye, Bye Yank. McWiggins. Bunch of sheep-stealing thugs, that family. Always were. Take me for a ride. Oh, Maggie, you wicked, wicked old woman. All right, but let's have tea first. I'll put the kettle on. Please begin. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been one year since my last confession, and these are my sins. Well, Father, I, I don't know how to say this. Don't worry. God understands and forgives us all. There, there is nothing you could say that would shock me. Well, Father, that puts me at ease. Now go ahead, my son. Well, Father, I've had six outside of marriage. Mm, how many times have you done this, my son? 347 times in the past year. My goodness, th 347 times with one woman in one year. Oh, no, Father. Many different women. A few times with each. Well, you, you must travel far and wide to find that many sinful women. Does, does your job take you all over the country? Oh, no, Father. I, I work and live in the village. I've never left the village. When I see you're pulling my leg, there are no more than a hundred women in this entire village. So, so there's no way your story could have happened. But you have added being a sinful liar to your sins. I swear it's all true. Of course it is not true. I, I was saying to my housekeeper just the other day how the people today have no regard for the truth. Oh, Mrs. O'Reilly, lovely woman, large breast, likes a good pat on the bottom. Are you saying that my housekeeper has been up to no good with the likes of you? Well, just three times at the most. Good Lord, man, she's a member of the church choir. Ah, the choir. Mrs. Shields, choir director, and then Maggie, Angela, 
Colleen, Rose, Sheila, Peg, oh, and so many more. All spectacular women in their own unique ways. The whole choir, the choir, my choir. Afraid so, Father. No, I refuse to believe any of this. B besides, it is mathematically impossible for you to have done this. As I said, there cannot be more than 100 women in this village. I see your point, Father, but apparently I'm very good at this particular sin, and I can only assume it was word of mouth. Word of mouth. I, I still refuse to believe it because it physically is impossible for you to have done this. It would require you to have done the, the act more than three times a day over the course of a year. So, so there. Not trying to be snotty here, Father, but you stick to your area of expertise and I'll stick to mine. As I said, I'm very good at this particular sin, so it's not more than three times a day every day, just some days. And, I mean, just do the math, 100 into 365. Well, well, all I can say is I'm glad the doors of the convent are locked. Yes, except Tuesday and Thursday afternoons between three and six. My God, man, I am gobsmacked. It means I and the shepherd of the village are loose women. If what you say is true, then you have not only committed the grave sin of sex outside of marriage. Many of the women you speak of are married. That means you and they are nothing but dirty adulterers. Let's not pile on here, Father. Pile on? All right, that's quite enough. One thousand Hail Marys and one thousand Our Fathers. Now get out of here before you implicate my dear mother. Well, that's another reason I came here today, my son. What you have been listening to is a wonderful melody called Back Home to Ireland. And with us, we have Donald O'Shaughnessy, our local and now international favorite, wonderful musician who plays Irish songs and writes his own songs. I would like to welcome you, Donald, to our show. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I love this music that you have written. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I... I already knew you were good, and I've heard a lot of Irish ditties from you that you've played, but these songs are so connective, and they are your original songs. The song that we are listening to back home to Ireland, just a little bit that we've heard so far, this is your song that you wrote? Yes, I wrote it. first time I went to Ireland, I had the feeling that a lot of people described that they had a calling to go back. And it's almost like you've been there somewhere in your soul. And that's where the song originated from. It's such a powerful feeling that so many people describe of when they have uh, Irish ancestry. that uh, I needed to put that down in, in words and music. And I was pretty happy with the way that one turned out. Well, when I say connectivity, I guess I mean heart. Your music does have heart to it. It has a soul. And it reaches, to me anyway, when I was listening to it. I just immediately wanted to hear more. I couldn't stop listening. Yeah, you can tell that you love Ireland. And most of the lyrics that I have listened to anyway, you have a passion for. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Donald. I mean, how did you even start this? Are you professionally trained or was this originally you just are naturally born? Probably both. But I'm just curious. Well, 
when I was growing up, the entire family was musical on my mother's side. So when we had family parties, everybody had an instrument to play, and we would switch. There was melodicas, and everybody had a piano and or an organ in the house, and uh, guitar, banjo, and we would just have a little family band. And we would play music and sing. I guess it was about 10 years old. And I went to a friend's house for a party, and they were sitting around watching television. I said, where's the instruments? He goes, we don't play instruments. <laughs> then I realized there was something special that my family was able to do. But it wasn't until I was in my, well, I volunteered. I was a church organist. I taught myself how to play the piano. I actually stole the book from the music store. I had to play the chords. <laughs> and then I felt so guilty, I volunteered to play for the church for the next 20. <laughs> so when I, con- I confessed to the priest, he says, I think you paid your dues. <laughs> the Catholic so, uh, guilt. <laughs> yeah, I still harbor that. <laughs> get a little Irish. That's why the Irish are so close to the Jewish people, because oh, yeah. they harbor that. <laughs> I was in my 30s, and the local Irish musician, I guess he's getting so busy because it was in the mid 90s and river dance had just come to the forefront and he was very busy and he heard me play the organ in church one day for the hibernian mass in elmira and he said how'd you like to play irish music for a living and i said oh, i would love to but i have a couple problems i can't sing i don't know any songs and i really don't play any instruments he goes don't worry i'll help you get the work <laughs> so he came to my house and he sat down and played two hours and recorded music on cassettes he said start learning that next thing you know i was in the music business Huh. So I wanted to expand my career so I would get to meet people from outside the area. So my goal was to have a, about a six-hour circle from where I lived in the Southern Tier. And that's really what happened with my career now. I play in Ohio and Vermont, and I've expanded now to Virginia, which is a little farther than the six hours. But I've met the most fascinating people. In fact, last night when I played in Jim Thorpe, I stayed with friends. And that's how I was able to expand my career in Ohio, because I didn't have to pay for hotel rooms anymore. And people were just been very open and generous with me. I made so many friends. And people say, why don't you have a fan page on Facebook? I said, I really don't have any fans. I just have friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference when people welcome you into their life and their home and are so giving and generous. And I just hope I'm able to give some sort of that back to them, yeah. what I do for a living. Well, that's, that's wonderful. And I think it's also part of your personality, Donald. I, I met you. And uh, you are a very friendly and kind person. So let's listen to this song, Back Home to Ireland. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love it. And we'll be right back. There's a spirit that flows in an Irishman's soul within it all the dreams of the past deep in our memories are the bravest of those believers and dreamers died with a hope that this freedom ship sails with an Irish flag high on its mast who can realize this feeling of pride to be linked to the people of this storied land I return to this island and know deep inside the strongest the bravest the faithful and true grant me welcome with smiles and joy 
in their open hands Back home to Ireland for the first time As I gaze on your fields and your shores In each Irishman's heart There's a part of you inside In my heart I have been here upon me to fly o'er the sea to answer those voices they're calling me home the history has taught me what I am to love my family my country to worship my God it's your spirit that lives in my heart and the depths of my soul Back home to Ireland for the first time As I gaze on your fields and your shores In each Irishman's heart There's a part of you inside in my heart been here before Trixie, remember when we went out partying on St. Patrick's Day? Oh yeah, Alice. That was a lot of fun. Remember when we ran into that leprechaun? Oh yeah, he was a lot of fun. Remember when that leprechaun and I went out in the parking lot and spent some time in my back seat? Oh, yeah. That sounded like a lot of fun. Well, now I'm pregnant, and I can't find that damn leprechaun anywhere. Oh, no. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Sound familiar? You went out on St. Patrick's Day and had a little too much green beer? Then you saw a little too much of that little green man, and now you're expecting a little green baby and that little green man is nowhere to be found? Call me, Paternity Pete, the daddy guy. We'll find that lecherous little leprechaun and make him own up to his little responsibilities big time. Now, Alice, my dear, have a look through our book of known leprechauns to see if you can identify your lascivious little lad. But they all look the same. Squirrely little bearded guys with green suits and pipes in their mouths. How am I supposed to find my little leprechaun? Hmm. Well, this particular little leprechaun is sitting at the end of the rainbow with a pot of gold. That's him. He's the one who planted his little green seed in my garden. Oh, yeah. That's him, all right. Excuse me, sir, or dad, as you're now known. You've been identified as the St. Patrick's Day impregnator of this fine young lady, otherwise known as my client. Are you off your nut, man? I was here at the end of the rainbow all night, drinking me beer and counting me gold. But we found a specimen of your little green DNA in my client's back seat. 
So, if you'll just hand over that pot of gold, I'll be on my way. Aye, you bucket of snots. Away, witch, and wash the back of your bollocks. May you sit by the fire to your Nancy Withers, you bog mutton. Another satisfied client. Oh, thank you, Paternity Pete. Now my little green baby has a little green daddy, and I have a pot of gold. Minus my 33%, of course. When you can't find your little leprechaun, call me, Paternity Pete, the daddy guy. We take that con out of leprechaun. So we're back with Donald O'Shaughnessy, our wonderful, talented local musician who is now international in fame. And I want to ask you, what other instruments do you play? I know you play the piano organ, and what else? I play the guitar, and I can play some violin. I'm not really a fiddler. Uh-huh. Uh, I really worked hard at it, and you know, with somebody who's not really familiar with what a real fiddler sounds like, they think I'm really good. Yeah, I, I thought I so too fiddler, because I saw you play the fiddle, and I think you were very good. Yeah, and I when I hear a real fiddler play, I say, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play this thing anymore. <laughs> but my best use of the violin is to when I was with a band, I would just play counter melodies or harmonies and try to find a spot to add something more interesting to the music. That's really my best use of the fiddle, but since I perform solo, it's a novelty thing. If I bring it with me and I play a couple tunes, I have to really crank up the reverb to make it sound a little bit better. I can knock a tune out on, on it. I also play some mandolin. The mandolin is a hybrid between the guitar and the violin. You know, flute, and I've played a little bit of everything, really, but I mean, not performance quality. It's just it's novelty stuff. I would really never call myself a musician. I'm more of an entertainer. You certainly and, are, but in all fronts. I mean, truly. I think, anyway. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about I... this next song, Where's Your Johnny? Okay. Well, it was just beautiful. Let, tell me something about this song. What, what inspired you to write it? Okay, well, it's about my grandfather, John O'Shaughnessy. And my mother was told when she was four years old that her father died, and they were in New York City. He had two older brothers and an older sister. My mother was a twin, and the fourth position, fourth and fifth, and then a younger sister. And so she was four years old and father died. And uh, she was always interested in the genealogy of the family. So she contacted some relatives in Ireland and her cousin Margaret, and they became very good friends together. And she discovered in the genealogy that 40 years later, searched that her father was actually alive. Hmm. And we had moved out of New York wow. City. We were in Rockland County. And he was institutionalized in a mental institution in Highland Falls. Huh. And they can only, she really never found out what happened, but the she could only imagine that he was an alcoholic, and that's what they did with alcoholics back then. So she called up the institution, and she said, you have a John O'Shaughnessy there, and they said he just died yesterday. <sighs> so she found him the day after he died. And the rest of the story is that her older brothers and sister knew he was alive and where he was and never told her. So if you're ever looking for a good family fight, I recommend this. The song was written for my mother, and my mother's perspective, where's your Johnny O? So we put the O at the end of the name like I'm known as Donald O, and my her youngest sister was Baby O, the Baby O'Shaughnessy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would make a beautiful novel, you know, Donald? I, it, not only does it make a beautiful song, which it is, and KB Cabaret audience, you're going to hear it in a second, but it would make a beautiful novel. Let's go and listen to this song. <laughs> The days of innocence recalling many happy days 
Perhaps too young to recall the times it rains Some reassuring words could make your problems go away The older, wiser ones would know just what to say They would comfort you in this time Your sense of longing for a man you didn't know Still the truth they hoped you would never find Where's your dad, your Johnny? The days of searching to recall the history of a man Would yield no help from the ones who knew him best Still forty years would pass while knowing one still did their dance while wearing proudly on their heart his family crest Secret lies surround you But with each stone you turn your knot it seems to grow The tightest lips conceal the truth from you Where's your dad, your Johnny O? Running, 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 still his voice will follow you You should have known there is endless time You'll never, never find a place where he can't follow you I hope he haunts your memory now Like he's haunting mine What was the circumstance to ever make them hash a plan To lock away the man and forever lose the key And so elaborate was their plan to wash John from their hands They marked a gravesite so their conscience could be free Secret lies surround you but with each stone you turn, your knowledge seems to grow The tightest lips conceal the truth from you Where's your dad, your Johnny O? And then the day would come while searching for the family lore His name leaps off the page and visions fill your mind just ten miles from your home, committed there in Highland Falls But when you call, you learn you've just run out of time We buried him this morning Such pain and grief inside you will never know Gone again without warning your dad, your Johnny You run and run and run and still his voice will follow you You should have known there is endless time You'll never, never find a place where he can't follow you I hope he haunts your memory now like he's haunting mine
the poodle and this is my segment called the world as i see it my mom told me to talk about st patrick's day well okay i guess i mean i wish everyone who celebrates st patrick's day a happy holiday but honestly i don't get it where are the presents I thought all holidays you had to get presents. You know, wrap up in pretty paper and put a bow on it. Hmm? Oh, she says there are parades and parties celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Okay, well. So I'm a poodle. What am I supposed to do with that information? I'm not allowed to party. When I jump or bark, you say no. So I mean... What's that all about? Anyway, whatever. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Party and stuff. Maybe next year you could think about buying presents, too. This is Midge the Poodle, and this is the world as I see it. We are back with one of my favorite entertainers, Donald O'Shaughnessy. This next song that we're going to be listening to is called The Gift, another beautiful song of yours. Your song has, I said it has heart and soul connectivity. There's something, I don't want to say familiar about it, but there's something that I just love listening to. It. It's a natural feeling. That's it. I think it, it has a natural sound. Tell me about this song. This song was written for my other grandfather. When I started playing music, my father gave me a fiddle to play. Mm-hmm. And I said, where'd you get that? He said, well, it belonged to my father. And I thought this was quite unusual because my father and his sister, they were the only two children. They have no musical ability at all. Mm-hmm. They can't carry a tune in a bucket. It never stopped them from trying to sing. <laughs> but So he gave me this fiddle to play, and I thought this was unusual that when you play the fiddle, it's all by ear. Uh-huh. And my father and my aunt really had no ear for music. So I got the fiddle and I started to uh, really work at it. And I said, you know, this is kind of unusual that the talent skipped a generation. Yeah. So I wrote him a song. I never met him because he died before I was born. And so it's a tribute song to him. Let's play this song, The Gift. We'll be right back. You could love a man you've never met A person who lived oh so long ago Sure there are figures throughout history We're sure we won't forget And greater ones are sure to come and go But this man was my grandpa And although we've never met It's guaranteed he's with me through the day 
fiddle he once played Passed past to me without regret To me who sees his vision when I play And when I hold your fiddle close It's like I hold you in my arms To thank you for the gift you've given me Since you left Before the day that I was born You asked God to pass your talent on to me Each year in the fiddle seasons And it mellows so with age And I realize I'm a victim to of time but your music is so rich and sweet As I turn another page I leave the troubles of this world behind I open that old fiddle case For a memory of a man And know the music flows between the lines And the time is growing closer When I shake his giving hand Thank him for the joy he's helped me find And when I hold your fiddle close It's like I hold you in my arms St. Patrick's Day, we feature a special appearance on our show by Carrie and Kate, the non-identical but very similar Irish twins. a black eye, your arms in a sling, and your legs in a cast. Was you hit by a train, or did you merely jump from the bridge? Tis a sad story, Kate. Last night I was in bed with Mrs. O'Grady, 
when all of a sudden Mr. O'Grady bursts through the door, grabs a big shillelagh and proceeds to beat the living bejesus out of me. Saints alive, Carrie. Didn't you defend yourself? Oh, that I did, Kate. I grabbed the first thing I could find, but it wasn't much good in the fight. Pray tell me, Carrie, what did you grab? Mrs. O'Grady's buttocks. Carrie, did you hear the news about poor Mary O'Flaherty? Oh, yes, Kate. Mary's finally passed on. Tis sad. That it is. She had a tough life. She was just a lass when she married her first husband, Seamus. They had eight children when poor Seamus died. Then she married her second husband, Patrick. They had six more children and then Patrick unfortunately died too. And then Mary married a third husband, Clancy. They had three more children when Clancy died. And now Mary's gone too. At last they can be together. Together? What do you mean? Mary and Seamus? Or Patrick and Mary? Or Mary and Clancy? Which one do you... What do you mean when you say they can be together? I was referring to her legs. Sweet. First trip with my new GPS app. Just a quick setup and I'm off to the beach. Welcome to the new on-the-spot GPS phone app. Please state your name. My name is Michael. Now, choose a personality type for your GPS. Please choose male or female voice. Ooh, uh, female, please. Now, choose language and accent. Keep English, please, and what accent? Well, Irish women are sexy. I choose Irish. Thank you. Setup is now complete. Enjoy your new GPS app. Good morning, Michael. Where can I take you today? My goodness. Well, I'd like to go to the beach. Do you have a name? Yes, it's Fiona. What beach and where is it, Michael? Oh, it's uh, Seaview Beach on Ocean Ave. Wait a moment while I calculate the best route, Michael. Sure. No problem. Anything yet? Hold on, Michael. Sorry, Fiona. Apology accepted. There now, Michael. I've got the whole thing planned. Turn right out of your driveway and proceed down Beach Street for two miles. Okay, Fiona. Here we go. Michael, do you want a route that avoids the tolls? No, I don't mind paying the tolls. <laughs> well, you spend your money in whatever foolish way you want. I will recalculate the route. What? Excuse me, Michael. Do I interrupt you when you are thinking of ways to waste money? I'm calculating here. Left turn! Oh. <laughs> that was abrupt. Uh, I'm only saying I, I don't mind paying the tolls if it gets me there quicker. Oh, so now I am abrupt. And I'm not capable of finding a route that is quick and inexpensive. Is that what you're saying, Michael? Right turn! Oh, my God! Don't take the 
Lord's name in vain, Michael. I'm sure you're very capable, Fiona. I just want to go to the beach. You tell me the way, way you think best. Good. That is the only intelligent thing you've said so far. Left her now! No, oh. <laughs> oh, Michael. Your other left, you great idiot. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're obviously stone deaf. Now, I have recalculated, and now you have to take a right, then a right, and another right to get back on the right route. You were so nice when I picked you. Why are you so mean? Are you calling me mean, Michael? No, no, I'm not. I think you just did. Can we just get back to the route to the beach? I'm not talking to you, Michael. Fiona, please. Say you're sorry. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I don't think that was sincere. Okay. I'm sorry, Fiona. Very well, then. Recalculating. Why do you want to go to the beach for anyway, Michael? Because it's my day off, and it's a great place to meet pretty women. You can meet plenty of nice women at church, you know. I don't want to go to church. I want to go to the beach. It's not even Sunday. It does not have to be Sunday to go to church. Your mother must be so proud of you, Michael. Okay, enough of this. Just take me to the beach. Fine. Right, turn ahead. In 20 feet, you have reached your destination. This is a church. It certainly is, Michael. It seems to have been too long since you darkened the door. I want to go to the ocean. Like, I'm going to be a party to you picking up strange, half-naked women when you could be at confession. I think I need a drink. Or a drunk driver. I've alerted the police. You know, I'll just walk home from here. Do as you like, Michael. And thank you for using on-the-spot GPS by the makers of On-The-Spot Personal Trainer and On-The-Spot Life Coach. Have a nice day, and say your rosary. We are back with Donald O'Shaughnessy, and it is always my pleasure to have my guests here on the show. And it's always so sad when I have to say goodbye because it is the last part of this segment. Donald, I want to thank you for being on our show, first of all. And uh, oh, it's uh, such an honor. The last song we're going to be listening to is called The Laden Girls. Again, another one of my favorites. Tell me something about this again. True story that I embellished. I was working as a nurse. I was a registered nurse before I, as a career before I did this for a living. I worked in a dialysis unit, and while the patients were there for three or four hours, I would bring an instrument in and play because I needed to practice. I had an audience. I oh, go anywhere. how wonderful. You know, so I, I brought my fiddle in one day, and I was playing it, and the nurse's aide brought a patient in, and uh, she said, oh, I take care of these two old Irish ladies down the street. They'd love it if you stopped by. I said, okay. So I met Margaret and Helen Layden. It's, it's quite a long, interesting story about them. When Margaret was 92, and Helen Helen was 89. They just loved each other. They lived together their whole lives. They'd never been married. And I began to know the family and, and visited them. Their nephew, Bud, was instrumental in helping me expand my repertoire because he had a vast expanded library of Irish music. And I, he'd invite me to his house and he'd say, you need your songs, you need to learn. So as I got to know the family better, they told me that Margaret and Helen were keeners. And keeners are people in the tradition of Irish wake that would sit by the casket and moan and weep and, and pray 
speak the banshee spirit away, the evil huh. spirit. And the thing about the Haladin girls, though, they didn't necessarily need to know who died. They would look in the paper for an Irish name, and then they would go because an Irish wake is a great party. Oh, my gosh. So this was really their social life. So I wrote this song for them. Margaret had died in the meanwhile, and I, I wrote the song, and I sang it for Helen, and Helen was always laying on the couch. And I pulled a chair up, and I sang it for her, and deadpan, she just looked at me, and she said, Aren't you a clever one? Uh, <laughs> I think this is why I love this song so much. It has so much heart to it again. Donald, I want to thank you so much for being on our show. We will have your website linked to our website on our musician page. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com and link onto the musician's page and find Donald O'Shaughnessy and his website. I also have a link on my uh, site. I do trips to Ireland. Okay. And uh, if people want to come to Ireland with me, I'll entertain you on the on the tour every day. And this year we're going to Scotland and Ireland in the fall. So all the information for the trip is right there on our on, on this site. on the link that I'm putting onto the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all right, good. On our website, you will also find. A way to travel with who else but Donald O'Shaughnessy. How great would that be to go to Ireland and Scotland? So make sure that you do link onto this page. And and every other month that you go on, you'll find something new. Donald, I want to thank you again. And we are going to be leading out with the Laden Girls. It's a pleasure, Thank Donald. you, Bree. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we'll see you on the radio next week. <laughs> In olden times when the Irish had a passing They'd empty out the parlor and they'd wake them in their home They had a nice supply of food and drinks there for the tasting And they'd open up the doors and the mourners they would come Oh, those laden girls were Irish, they were daring, they were risky They'd put their saddest faces on and wear black Irish lace They'd say a quick prayer for the corpse and then drink Irish whiskey And they wouldn't know a soul dead or living in the place First thing every morning they would check the local paper Looking for an Irish name amongst the fresh deceased And when they'd see a Murphy or O'Toole they'd plan their caper And they'd mark their social calendar for a mortuary feast Oh, those Leighton girls were Irish, they were daring, they were risky They'd put their saddest faces on and wear black Irish lace They'd say a quick prayer for the corpse and then drink Irish whiskey And they wouldn't know a soul dead or living in the place The girls were most excited when the paper came on Thursday They thanked their lucky stars above to see an Irish name With refrigeration what it was they'd wake your man on Friday When a girl went out a weekend date, well that's an awful shame they were daring, they were risky They'd put their saddest faces on and wear black Irish lace They'd say a quick prayer for the corpse and then drink Irish whiskey And they wouldn't know a soul dead or living in the place When death would strike the upper crust, a shaker or a mover They'd rent a horse and carriage to take them to the door Oh, the risk was oh so very great that they would be discovered So they roll their bells down over their face and drink whiskey through a straw 
such a social life that they would never wed and the social life was guaranteed with the next fatality they'd make sure their drinks were cold and stiff in honor of the dead and they'd tip the corpse a dollar for his hospitality They were daring, they were risky They'd put their saddest faces on and wear black Irish lace They'd say a quick prayer for the corpse and then drink Irish whiskey And they wouldn't know a soul dead or living in the place No, they wouldn't know a soul dead or living in the place That's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me. Bree Harvey through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret. <laughs>